When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Too annoyed that you see any two prizes. And nothing is soft. It's sticking right up and right up. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. Proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Apia. Dedicated specialists ready to help. Call 13 50 50. Apia. Get set go. Local legends wanted. A bowls green is just up the road. Search bowls clubs near me. Ah, very good evening and welcome to Without Bias, our dedicated lawn bowl show, part of the sporting capital on SEN. Sam Hargraves here as well. And what a massive couple of weeks it's been uh, up on the Gold Coast. Of course, the Australian Open has been run and won uh, a ton of events, uh, all of them absolutely fantastically uh, competed in and put together. So a heap to get through this evening and not uh, without being in the nick of time too, uh, given the COVID situation unfolding in, in Queensland at the moment. So we're wishing everybody the best there. But congratulations first and foremost as we get into Without Buyers tonight for Bowls Australia, local legends wanted, search Bowls Clubs near me and for Apia, dedicated specialists ready to help call 135050, Apia, get, set, go. Congratulations to all the winners and competitors who made uh, this tournament such a special occasion considering it was a year off last year in the, in the depths of COVID. COVID and to everybody that competed, to everybody that uh, was an eventual winner, but especially to the people and the clubs that put on this tournament, to Bowls Australia, everybody involved, a magnificent job uh, from everybody. Um, it was a, a, an incredible couple of weeks. Well done to Aaron Wilson, who saluted in the men's singles, uh, and Natasha Van Eldick, who became a three-time Australian Open singles champion. Uh, and especially, too, to our first guest this evening, crowned the inaugural MVP of the Australian Open, uh, tasted success in the women's pairs and the fours champions uh, and was the fours champion as well. Kelsey Cottrell's been good enough to jump on again. Kelsey, hello to you and congratulations. Hi, thank you. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, so thrilled. Like you like you said in the intro, so thrilled to be back playing in the Australian Open given we had last year off and, yeah, to taste some success was nice. How, um, it's in your neck of the woods, uh, up there in and around the Gold Coast. How fantastic was it to see so many clubs able to be a part of uh, the tournament itself and the different events contained therein uh, and to be able to do it on relatively your home deck uh, must have been special. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so I recently joined, joined Broad Beach Wilds Club and, yeah, the time when you, you, you join, you don't think about playing events like that and, you know, winning on your home soil. But as they, yeah, as the Australian Open sort of kicked off, and I thought, oh, it's just, yeah, it's worked out perfect, you know, to be able to get drawn there a couple of times in sectional play and then um, head back there for finals. It felt really comfortable being there at a home club and having played there a lot over the years as well at different events, you know, different previous Australian Opens, um, uh, come off games as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it feels, it does feel like home. So... 
This was your seventh and eighth Australian Open wins uh, in the pairs and the fours, respectively. How does that sound to you, to be an eight-time Australian Open champion? Yeah, um, yeah, a bit shocked, actually, when they when they said that. I knew that Lindsay had racked up quite a few Australian Open titles, but it hadn't really um, dawned on me that, I, that I'm actually not that far behind. So Lindsay and I have actually won most of our titles together. Um, we've both won the singles um, once each, and then Lindsay's won a pairs title with Karen. So I think she's now won nine, I've won eight. Um, yeah, so very special to have won it with Lindsay again, um, and then also our other teammates and Anne and Sam in the fours. But yeah, it was just um, yeah a bit of a shock actually. You stop and think about um, the success we've had over the years, both at Darabin and at, since they got since the Australian Open has moved to, to the Gold Coast and moved to Broadbeach. And what about getting that uh, MVP award? How does that uh, sit with you? Yeah, <laughs> definitely not um, something that I was thinking about. Um, yeah, generally speaking, I, I think you know someone that wins the singles, they they rack up a lot of ranking points. So um, when I got knocked out of the singles in the semi final, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I've kind of you know stopped sort of thinking about that. Or not that I probably really even was thinking about it. But um, the next day we sort of went out and played the fours final and won, and um, and then that night played the pairs semi final and won. And I sort of got home that night and it started. Just, I think it was something that um, my mother-in-law said on the way home, like, oh, you know, you're doing so well. There's not many people that have made all these finals. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, there isn't actually. And I was sort of like going through the names, like Jamie Lee Wollstone had an awesome event as well. Um, Natasha Scott, uh, sorry, Natasha Van Aldick, who you know, beat Jamie in the single. So I started to think, oh, maybe I am a chance of sort of running her down and uh, message my partner Andrew. It's good to have people in the know. Um, Andrew actually is the events manager of Bowls Australia. And I actually messaged him and said, "Am I a chance of winning Player of the Tournament tomorrow?" And he was like, "Yep." He's like, "I'm just doing the calculations now. Um, if you win the pairs final tomorrow, you win it. If you lose the pairs final, you and Tash will be all square." So, yeah, good to have someone in the know. Um, but yeah, it just sort of dawned on me that night that. Yeah, I was travelling pretty well, having won the fours and then qualified for the pairs final and then um, getting knocked out in the semi of the singles. Um, I, I got a lot of ranking points for that as well. So, yeah, really special um, at the end there. I was pretty speechless, actually, that whole after we won the pairs, we were sort of getting ready for the presentation and, and um, yeah, I sort of, sort of saw the check and I thought, oh, yeah, I was a bit speechless that that, um, that it happened. It had been a long two weeks, a very tiring two weeks for me. Um, carting the kids around left, right and centre and, um, you know, all over the Gold Coast. But, um, yeah, just thrilled, thrilled to be back playing and, yeah, to have some success is awesome. I mentioned the inaugural MVP, obviously not the tournament's inaugural MVP, but yours uh, is how I was meant to be putting that sentence together. First time you've been able to claim that accolade, which is truly special. Was it a goal going in or is that kind of stuff just the, the the bonus and you don't even tend to give that much thought coming in what were your goals coming into this Australian Open yeah so I, it's probably one of the first Australian Opens where I haven't really um you know set some goals I'm normally very goal orientated and we go into events with a very clear you know idea of how I want to play and you know, um, you know, game plans and where I want to finish. Um, but this is straight open, um, just the way things have pan out, just the way probably where I am at the moment in life. I mean, just come back with it from, from 12 months off having a baby. Um, you know, we had a bit of a close, you know, close down with COVID. So, um, yeah, I probably didn't have any great expectations. Um, you always want to win. I think I'm a, 
I'm a competitor, so when I go into an event, it doesn't matter what it is, I want to win, <laughs> like, like, you know, like everyone does. But, yeah, I think, like I said, it sort of just got towards the end of the event and I realised that it was kind of panning out that I'd made a few finals and was sort of travelling quite well. And, yeah, I started to think about the player of the, of the event, but definitely not something that I was thinking about prior um, to going into the Australian Open. I just wanted to play well, not let my teammates down and um, just do the best we can. Talk about that relationship with Lindsay. You mentioned that uh, obviously you had the success in the pairs and the fours. You've shared seven of your titles with Lindsay. You've won. Uh, this is your second pairs title together. What is it about you two that you think works so well together? Um, yeah, um, oh, probably a few different things. Um, we're pretty versatile. We're, we've sort of over the years, we've played a lot of leads, um, played a lot of skip. You know, we've kind of alternated which is which is nice I think to have that bit of a break you know sometimes when we go out and play we will we'll chop and change so in, in previous years we've won the pairs title Lindsay skipped and this time I skipped um, when we've played the fours you know sometimes one's led or third or you know skipped you know we've, we're sort of a bit kind of versatile we, so we mix it up so I think we definitely don't get um, uh, uh, complacent or we don't get you know stale in what we're doing we, we change it up it's exciting and fresh all the time um, we get on great on and off the green. We're, we're best mates. We live just down the road. You know, our kids are hanging out together. They become a little bestie. So, um, just a really good. I guess we've just got a really good um, relationship on and off the green. And um, and yeah, I think like I said before, we both both really like to win. <laughs> so we've we've kind of yeah. You might not always be able to see it on our face, but on the inside. Um, yeah, we, we, we're competitors. We, we like to, we, we love the fight. <laughs> we love those close games and, and we back ourselves when the game is close so that we're going to get over the line in those, those dying ends. Uh, and I'm sure that Ann Johns and uh, and uh, Sam Ferguson, who subbed in for Beck Van Ash, clearly got involved in the spirit of that and it was able to flow through for the success of the fours as well, which was absolutely fantastic. So with you, you mentioned your partner, Andrew, uh, the events and competitions manager at Bowls Australia. We've got to put our hands together for him and, and the team. What a remarkable job that they've done getting the Australian Open off the ground, run successfully, sadly without the Victorians, uh, given how the outbreak uh, unfolded here. But... Um, just a, a wonderful job and they deserve every bit of our appreciation and congratulations. Yeah, I think when uh, we heard that Victoria was going into lockdown and um, so close to the start of the Australian Open, I think everyone's stomach sort of started to feel a bit queasy. Um, you know, Andrew kind of went into uh, panic mode, you know, in a way he was, I say panic mode, but I suppose on the outside he was, um, keeping it cool and calm, but on the inside, I'd imagine, yeah, his, his stomach would have been churning a fair bit, and especially off last year, the fact that we didn't get to compete in the Australian Open last mm. year, and um, a lot of things have been put on hold. And yeah, I think everyone was just excited for the Australian Open to start, and then with everything that's happening in Victoria, we all felt sick for our teammates as well. You know, a lot of us were, you know, um, you know, Jackaroos or you know, just just people that we we know really well, having played in all these different events. You know, to know that these Victorians weren't going to get to come was was incredibly sad, but yeah, um, Andrew did an awesome job. He worked some really, really long hours. Um, yeah, the kids are used to me being on the laptop late at night, or I shouldn't say kids, or just so Sienna, our oldest, is used to, you know, mommy getting on the laptop when she's about to go to bed and staying up late, but to see daddy doing it as well, um, it was a you know, crazy sort of week for the whole family in the lead up to the AO. Um, and I think for Andrew, as soon as that first day, kicked off with the men's singles and everything went smoothly. I think on, on that day, I think only one or two people, um, you know, didn't turn up for sectional. 
Um, I think it was just like a, a weight lifted off his shoulders and the event was up and running. Everyone was excited. Um, the clubs were into it. The volunteers were fab. You know, just absolutely fantastic the way they jumped in, helped out with, you know, things like scorecards and rink allocations and, you know, so much had to be changed. So I remember the very first day when Andrew said, looks like, you know, the Victorians are not going to come. I'm going to have to pull, out, pull them out of the drawers. I'm going to have to redo all the drawers. And he said something like 5,000 scorecards and only just turned up at Broadbeach a few days earlier. So, yeah, it was um, yeah very, very sad for, for the Victorians. But, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with them again soon and, and see them out on the green. Um, I suppose now for you know, Greenland today, we've just gone into lockdown as well. So yeah, it's a crazy world we live in. So take it. You know, take the good thing, the good with the bad, I suppose. Uh, absolutely. We'll enjoy the good, and you had plenty of it. The fours, the pairs, and the overall MVP as well. Kelsey Cottrell, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. Uh, Kelsey Cottrell on Without Bias, uh, one of our two special guests this evening as we just look back on what a fantastically run event uh, the Australian Open was and congratulations to everybody that enjoyed success and participated and put this tournament together. We'll go through the honour roll on the other side of this and we'll speak to the men's pairs champion as well, Cody Packer, who tasted that success with Matt Johnston. Uh, So that's all still to come on Without Bias, part of the Sporting Capital on SEN, all for Bowls Australia, Local Legends Wanted, a Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Clubs near me and for Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. From the wide outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Local Legends Wanted, a Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Clubs near me. Uh, welcome back to Without Bias, our dedicated lawn bowl show, part of the sporting capital on SEN. Sam Hargrove is really great to chat to women's pairs, fours, and Australian Open MVP Kelsey Cottrell. Earlier on in the show, sen.com.au, go to the Without Bias page and download the podcast if you missed out on that chat as well. Uh, and before we get to our next special guest, uh, let's just go through the honour roll from the Australian Open. So men's singles winner Aaron Wilson, women's singles Natasha Van Eldick, men's pairs Matt Johnson and Cody Packer, who's standing by ready to chat. Women's pairs Lindsay Clark and Kelsey Cottrell, men's fours Ray Pierce. Aaron Houston, Ben Twist and Dave Ferguson Women's fours, Sam Ferguson Ann Johns, Lindsay Clark and Kelsey Cottrell Under 18 boys singles, Joseph Clark Under 18 girls singles, Kate Argent-Bowden Over 60s men's pairs Max Jaffray and Neville Jenkins Over 60s women's, Marie Gibbs and Sue Brady Multi-disability open men's singles Josh Thornton, multi-disability open Women's singles, Kim Saunders Multi-disability open pairs, Serena and Tony uh, Bonnell and the vision impaired singles Was Fred McConnell, congratulations to all the winners and all the participants. And our next guest, Emerging Jackaroo, one of the rising stars of the sport. He was the 2021 Australian Open men's pairs champion, along with Matt Johnson. Cody Pack has been good enough to jump on the phone. Cody, hello. How you going, Sam? Uh, well, thanks, mate. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's a quite a handy achievement. Uh, yeah, yeah. A uh, couple of days after the event now, it's been able to sink in a little bit. It was all a little bit surreal uh, at the time, but um, yeah, no, pretty good feeling. Uh, how were the celebrations? Um, pretty brief. Uh, we had my wife and uh, youngest flew over for the semi and the final, so we were booked in a flight at 7.15 on that Thursday night. So I had a couple of quiet ones with Matt, and then we're off to the airport and on the plane. So back home, safe and sound, and now that you've had a, t- a chance to reflect on it, a-, a fantastic two weeks, and we've been uh, commending 
all that put this together, especially Andrew Howie, the events and competitions management, the whole team at Bowls Australia, all the clubs and volunteers. Uh, what were your overall reflections of this year's Australian Open? Oh, it's, it's a magnificent event. Um, as they always seem to put on a magnificent event over that two, two and a half weeks. Um, all the clubs are brilliant. The volunteers are amazing. Howie does a cracking job with all those events. Um, it's just, it's one of the best two and a half weeks of bowls that you could play in, I reckon. You won the pairs, as I said, Matt Johnson. Uh, he's from Soldiers Point in New South Wales. You're from W8. How did this pairing come about? Uh, yeah, we've been asked that a few times, actually, because it's a fair distance. Um, we played each other in the 2019 Aussie Open singles. Um, I didn't know him from a bar of soap. He didn't know me. Uh, we played one of the best games, or probably still the best game I've ever played in um, at Southport against him. Uh, was lucky enough to win that game, but we decided to team up uh, after that. Uh, just the way we sort of saw the game the same way and played similar styles. And, um, yeah, it sort of went from there. Obviously, you were able to gel pretty quickly in your, your first tournament as pairs together and tasting that ultimate ultimate success. What do you put that down to? Um, oh, I think just keeping the game plan simple. Uh, we were lucky enough that Broadbeach put on a practice pairs on the Friday beforehand. Um, so we put our names down for that just to sort of have a run at uh, how we were going to play it because uh, we obviously hadn't played before um, and we just sort of went in with the with the idea that we'd probably back our draw first, play the shots when they were there but maybe that draw first mentality just to keep bowls in the head and keep games tight and um, Matt's strength to draw game, I'd pr- probably look at the same way my strength to draw game, we just sort of went from there. Now not only did you guys win but for you personally, you got to, you you had the responsibility of bowling the final bowl of the match. This 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 pair's final went down to the wire between yourselves and Gary Pearson and Cohen Litfin. You had to bowl the final bowl. How did you remain composed? What was the game plan? Would, would we equate it to goal needing to be kicked after the siren sort of stuff? <laughs> uh, I probably hadn't looked at it like that, but I think it's just... Um... Uh, I knew that Matt had the trust in me uh, and I know that I'd done a lot of work back home on and off the green um, trying to improve my game and, and we'd been in that situation a couple of times before. I was lucky enough with my second last bowl that I'd, I'd found the weight pretty good so I sort of knew that if I'd put it on the same sort of, you know, delivered it at the same sort of pace on a tighter line that I'd be pretty close. Um, but I didn't really think about it too much, you know. We, we held the one which got us to the extra end so the pressure was off a little bit um, but yeah, to sort of back myself in that I'd done the work and, and it just sort of paid off, thankfully. And no extra needed, uh, and you guys uh, were able to claim the title. Um, how much confidence does that give you now going into the next phase of your career? As I said, emerging Jack Russo, one of the stars of the future. What does that do for you in terms of confidence when you're going into the next big tournament? Yeah, I'd certainly, it's certainly grown. Um, I'm not getting ahead of myself at all. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, but um, to, to win a national title like that obviously makes you feel pretty good and, and reinforces that the work I've been putting in um, is working uh, and, is, and is leading in the right direction. Um, but there's still plenty to be done. Uh, I know that I can compete at that level now, which is a, a little bit of a, a nice... Um, it's a satisfactory feeling knowing that I've at that level and, and now it's just continuing that, I guess. 
I love to see how people celebrate after a win, uh, especially in massive tournaments or on big occasions. There's a great story that uh, former AFL Premiership player Campbell Brown tells that when Michelle Payne won the Melbourne Cup, uh, couldn't get on to any of the people she was trying to call and somehow just dialed Campbell Brown's number uh, and, and, and celebrated with him as the first phone call that she made after winning the Melbourne Cup to be the first woman to ever do it. You're in a bit of a similar story here. You had your partner, your wife, Haley there by uh, the, the rink side. And the first person that you hugged, though, and celebrated with was who, please? <laughs> it was Clive Adams. It was rinkside Clive. Um, <laughs> I think everyone's had a bit of a laugh with this story, and, and my wife's no different. Uh, <laughs> the, the joke's been carrying on since we've got home. Um, but it just it just happened to be the first person I saw. Um, I think there's a couple of rumours flying around that he sort of ran down to the green side. But it was just um, it was a nice moment to share. Obviously, uh, sharing it with my wife is extremely special. Um, but it just so happened that Clive was the first person I saw, and everyone's had a bit of a laugh with it. And for those who might not know who Rinkside Clive is, just give us a little background, please. Uh, he's a teammate of mine in the WA State team. He does a, a hell of a lot of work for bowls in this state and for Bowls Australia. Um, he commentates all the rinkside live games for Bowls Australia and just a, a bowls fanatic, um, sports fanatic, ripping bloke, and um, he's been a supporter of mine for a long time. Now, we talked about confidence going into the next tournament, but there's a, there's a, a, a real career-defining moment coming up for you soon. The Jackaroo trials uh, are just around the corner. The last spot to be a fully-fledged Jackaroo is down to yourself and two other gentlemen, Matt Lucas and uh, Jay by Norris. Does this change anything about your approach to, to this trial situation? Obviously, you'd be really keen to get in there now, knowing that you're in you know, ripping Nick and great form and you've got your eye in. Um, tell us about how that's feeling coming around the corner, as I just mentioned. Yeah, I've, I've tried not to um, to change my approach at all or, or change my thinking. Um, the two guys that I'm essentially up against, um, Maddie and, and Jay, are ripping players and ripping blokes. Um, and it's still sort of that... Um, I never expected to be in this situation... So I'm sort of treating it that way inclined. So it's just, if it, if it happens, I'd be obviously over the moon. But if it doesn't, whoever does get that spot's obviously earned it. And um, both Matt and Jay are, are also deserving of that spot. So it's just keeping, you know, head down, bum up, uh, working hard and, and trying to produce my best and, and show the selectors and the coaches that, I am deserving of that spot, and if it happens to land that way, then great. And if it doesn't, well, I'll, I'll keep working for the next opportunity. Uh, I love the attitude. Uh, wrapped to, to see you get that success, and we wish you all the best for what's to come. Uh, you and uh, Matt, you, that'll be bonded for life now. Ch- uh, Cody, that uh, Australian Open pairs win. It's something that uh, you guys will be able to hang on to and treasure forever, and uh, congratulations to, to both of you for that achievement. Thanks, Sam. Um, if I could just say one more thing, uh, just course. a quick shout out. Maddie's last bowl in that final um, probably doesn't quite get the recognition it deserved, but it was definitely the match-winning bowl in my opinion. Um, so if anyone gets a chance to have a look at it, his last rock to squeeze the jack out and give us a chance it was an absolute snorter. So um, thanks, Maddie. <laughs> Appreciate right. you giving me the room to be able to play the game. This is the beautiful thing, isn't it, about team sport? And you can tell that you guys are going to have great success for years to come. The fact that you want to put his name up in lights other than your own, uh, I think we all appreciate that, Cody. Good on you, mate. 
Cheers, Sam. Appreciate it. Uh, Cody Packer, uh, one half of the victorious men's pairs uh, winners at the Australian Open. And uh, to get that win alongside Matt Johnson, it's amazing how you meet people and, and how bowls and sport can bring people together. They met as adversaries on the singles and uh, ended up being champions in the pairs. It's a, a fantastic story. And that's pretty much it for us uh, for another edition of Without Bias. And we do it all for Bowls Australia. Uh, don't forget that there's a bowls club just up the road. Search bowls clubs near me and Apia. Dedicated specialists ready to help. Call 13 50 50 Apia. Get, set, go. Uh, our Ride at Home Player of the Week this week, and it's a tough week to pick it. Our Ride at Home Player of the Week. Ride at Home Aged Care. Care at Home. Right at Home is Australia's leading provider of home care and disability support. To our singles winners, Aaron Wilson and Natasha Van Eldick, uh, the Australian Open singles winners in the men and women's respectively, uh, congratulations to you. Epic displays, taking out those titles. Congratulations. You are our, our Right at Home players of the week. Right at Home for the best quality in disability support, aged and nursing care. And that's it from us on Without Bias for another week, and we will catch up with you again next week. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.